Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion, and the latest around the Broncos as the season continues. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, letter K Radio on Twitter, where today on the podcast... Let's get into the Justin Simmons situation. A lot of new news to get to that uh, affects the Denver Broncos in contract situations and all pro status. So, without further ado, well, let's talk about our friends over there at Tap 14 first. That's our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on Tap 100. Colorado Distilled Spirits. Chef Andrea Varela in that locally sourced rotating seasoning fair is just tremendous. Head on over there to Tap 14 on the web. That's tap14.com. Tap14.com. So, uh, first of all, let's start with the Denver Broncos and their situation with Justin Simmons because, of course, the fantastic uh, Denver Broncos safety named to the All-Pro second team. Uh, So, second team All-Pro Justin Simmons. Great news, of course, for the Denver Broncos as they, uh, you know, are are seeing one of their guys honor. Justin Simmons, terrific, not only in the passing game, but also in the run game. Just a overall uh, cerebral, smart, savvy, incredible player athletic uh we've seen him work wonders on special teams of course if you remember a couple years ago the jump over the offensive line block against new orleans then we're talking about uh some some just incredible plays in the secondary this year and uh really i think is is deserving of a big contract big contract so uh for the denver broncos you know the 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 thing to keep in mind as we get into the off season for Justin Simmons, most importantly, of course, uh, is the fact that uh, a he paid he played a hundred percent of the snaps. He is a unrestricted free agent, and he's twenty seven years old. This is going to be a contract that um, you know I, I and it's tough because logically you think there's two routes I think you can go here with the Justin Simmons contract is logically. I think if you're Justin Simmons and you're thinking smart, you're setting yourself up for a second contract after this contract. So maybe you are aiming for a shorter contract, something like a three-year big money deal. Four seems like it makes a lot of sense because you're still 31 and hopefully still playing well so that you can get a second contract on that back end and really make a lot more money. Though I will say this, Justin Simmons likes Denver a lot, and uh, uh, maybe a little bit longer-term deal, five years, could also make more sense, assuming that the guarantees are higher. And I think, you know, and this is just, uh, this is, as I like to say, my fat gut prediction, because i got a fat gut. The Denver Broncos, I, I think they, they've got a really smart player in Justin Simmons, and I think they got a smart player with the understanding that he is going to want money now guaranteed money get your cash while you can as a football player because as we always say on this podcast tomorrow is never promised it's a uh an injury poor play all of a sudden things change a lot so if you're looking for a contract to essentially look at the floor or something that is 
uh, well worth comparing to, the Bears just signed their standout safety, Eddie Jackson. Four years, $58 million extension, and that's 33 guaranteed. And those are numbers to really pay attention to. Now, uh, when you do the math, and I'm told math was not involved in this job, but 14 and a half is essentially the, the amount of money that Eddie Jackson is going to get paid per year. If you are the Denver Broncos, that now becomes your floor that you have to essentially navigate through. Now, there's ways to, of course, if you're the Denver Broncos, look at the idea of, um, you know, modifying things. Um, you know, because as as the guarantees go up, you know, if you if you uh, offer a very a guaranteed heavy deal, that may save you a little bit on the yearly price. So there's ways to kind of balance this out. But the the bottom line is that they are going to pay a lot of money for Justin Simmons, and rightfully so. We're talking about a guy who, again, is one of the more premier safeties in the league. Now, to give you an idea of what the safety market looks like this year, it is a good one. We're talking about Trey Boston in Carolina. We're talking about HaHa Clinton Dix, who, of course, played for the Bears. Devin McCourty, safety for the Patriots. There's a lot of talented safeties. So... And I didn't even mention Anthony Harris, Ronnie McLeod. I mean, there are a lot of great safeties in this free agency, and that's certainly going to affect it because obviously with less teams battling or in a bidding war, it's going to drive the price down. The more teams involved, the more that price goes straight up. Now, Justin Simmons, a bit of a more, I wouldn't say an unknown, but lesser known than some of the other guys. And I think the Pro Bowl snub, the second team all pro is a bit of a exact proof of that. You know, the fan vote with the Pro Bowl, that shows you who everybody's looking at and is catching everybody's eye, and Justin Simmons didn't get that vote. However, when it comes to his peers and the all pro vote, they know what they're talking about and they know what they're looking at, and that's where you saw Justin Simmons get that hype for that second team all pro. So when you start to look at how Denver's going to structure this, you know, this is where, you know, and, and this is just conversations with Justin. Very minimal conversations. You know, I, I, I just, I peg Justin Simmons as a guy who I think wants his money now. Again, I'm not reporting any news. This is not sourced info. This is just me feeling Justin out as a human and having conversations with him in the locker room. I think there's, there's a true desire for long-term years for big guaranteed money and a yearly number that somewhat rivals the top three safeties in the league. And I I don't know if Justin Simmons is a guy who is kind of like some of these wide receivers you hear or corners or running backs, these skill position players who are like, I have to be the number one paid player in, in my position. I don't know if Justin Simmons is that kind of guy. I really, it doesn't feel like it to me. I think Justin's going to look at it and say, you know what? You know what I want to be number one? It's my bank account. I want my account fat for my family to set me up for years and years and years. So, look, if you're Justin Simmons, certainly there's a lot of appeal to get just absolutely breaking the bank paid in all facets. But I think Justin also knows that, you know, you have to do this in a smart way with the idea that you're going to set yourself up for the future as well too. And that's where I think big guaranteed money is going to come into play. 
We'll see how that plays out. Eddie Jackson ends up getting 33 total guaranteed, where uh, a 14.6 yearly average is the highest at the position. Now, under something like a five-year, $72 million deal, we're talking about a 14.5 number, which matches the same uh, a floor that Eddie Jackson has. So you're not bumping up the yearly money by a ton, but you are getting him seven more total guaranteed in millions of dollars more than Eddie Jackson. And that certainly means a lot. And then you're, of course, getting Simmons that fifth year that keeps him around in Denver for a while. And you know what? Even at the age of 32, I think that's a, a solid place to get one more, maybe not a big money contract, but certainly a deal that uh, could keep him around in Denver uh, for the rest of his career, you know, I, even at the age of 31 as a safety, I don't think you're going to get a break the bank deal. So this is where I think Justin Simmons is going to be looking at that total money and say, hey, it makes sense for me unless unless we're going to go down a, a franchise tag route with the idea that I want to get total money. I want to get a bunch guaranteed. I want to set myself up now. And you know what? When it comes to uh, you know a commitment from the Denver Broncos, because I want to be here long term, I'm looking at that long term deal. So that's just the, kind of a, a gut feeling from me. Uh, and there's no source info on this. This is just me looking at numbers, uh, feeling a guy out, see what makes sense, and we'll see how it plays out. But certainly there could be something around a a three year, four fifteen million dollar deals so that would put him at three years forty. 46, 47, maybe 25 of that fully guaranteed. That would exceed Eddie Jackson's 22 fully guaranteed. That's a bit of a shorter term deal, meaning he'd be about 30 years old when he goes for another new contract, which is a nice spot to be. But of course, that's only 25 fully guaranteed and not something like a 40 fully guaranteed that I mentioned a little bit earlier. So we'll certainly see how this plays out. And this, of course, a big deal for the Denver Broncos as they look at secondary help because, boy, retaining Justin Simmons is going to be a big deal. I, I fully believe Justin Simmons will be on this team next year, whether it be under a new contract or potentially that franchise tag. We will see how it plays out. So we'll get more into this, dive into uh, how Denver wants to start to craft this secondary and some of their unrestricted free agents and restricted free agents that they have coming up. That's next. Welcome back to the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap and 100 Colorado distilled spirits. You go on up there, the rooftop is heated even on colder days, and I tell you what, some of the great, great, oh, how should I put this? Adult beverages, if you will, that are just tremendous. Head on over there to Tap14 on the web. That's Tap14.com. Spell out the word 14 for me. Tap14.com. So we talk about Justin Simmons, unrestricted free agent, uh, to go along with Connor McGovern, Chris Harris Jr., Shelby Harris, Will Parks, Derek Wolf, Casey Kreider, Jeremiah Tachu as well, who came on real strong, Adam Gatsas as well, too, Corey Nelson, a unrestricted free agent, along with Devontae Booker and Theo Riddick. So, obviously, the guys towards the end of that discussion, the Theo Riddicks of the world, the Devontae Bookers, even the Corey Nelsons, probably not going to be on this team next year. I don't anticipate Adam Gatsas also being on this team. I do anticipate the Denver Broncos retaining Jeremiah Atachu as well, too, who played real, real well 
for them towards the end of the season, potentially on a short-term deal where Itachi, if he were to play well again, all of a sudden at maybe the age of 28, 29, could be looking at a bigger contract, not a break-the-bank contract, but certainly a bigger contract that um, he has potentially set himself up for. So, good for him. Restricted free agent-wise, Denver Broncos are looking at Elijah Wilkinson, uh, Mike Purcell, Brendan Allen, Devontae Bosby, Cyrus Jones, Joe Jones as restricted free agents. I think a lot of these guys, you know, the Mike Purcells of the world, you're going to want to look at retaining potentially a Devontae Bosby. Don't know if anybody else is going to be looking at uh, a potential retaining for the Denver Broncos as you're, you're looking to upgrade those positions or those are positions that otherwise they probably really didn't have major plans for at those those particular players but obviously you're focusing on the top heap of those unrestricted free agents the justin simmons Connor mcgovern chris harris jr shelby harris will parks Derek wolf you know and it's funny because this discussion you can ask this question in many ways who's the most important player who's the one they need to retain the most who's the most valuable and if you ask those questions, they all may be different answers. And, and don't don't throw rocks at me. Don't don't go one star in the podcast when I say this. I actually would argue that Connor McGovern is one of the most important signings this offseason. This is a Denver Broncos team that needs to get better on offense. Absolutely must get better on offense. And the offensive line is critical. And I tell you what, Connor McGovern was just a silent Solid player this year on the offensive line. You saw nobody complaining about Connor McGovern, and generally when the offensive line doesn't have a, a complaint to it, well, you're doing your job. They're kind of like officials. When you don't hear about them, they're doing their job. Connor McGovern earlier this year in training camp and preseason had a lot of issues when it came to the snaps with Joe Flacco. And then the regular season hit and snap of the finger, you didn't hear about him at all anymore. Denver cannot afford to be looking for more offensive linemen because they already got to look for like a billion of them. I would, it would be huge for the Denver Broncos to retain Connor McGovern, and I think they will. It will be on a cheaper deal. It won't be a break-the-bank deal. I think this is going to be a Denver Bronco that will be around for at least the next couple years, maybe a three-year deal. And, you know, I know it's going to fly under the radar because he's just a center. He's just an offensive line. He's not the flashy signing. I think it's going to be a big retain for the Denver Broncos. Now, if you said who the Broncos need to bring back the most, you could actually make an argument that that's Chris Harris Jr. Because look at that cornerback room when you take Chris Harris Jr. out of it. You talk about a Bryce Callahan who you do not know what he gives you. All right. As much as we want to talk about how Bryce Callahan was nice in the Vic Fangio defense in Chicago, uh, dealt with the injury all year long, had to have surgery, we don't know what he brings. You just don't know. And so until you do know, well, <laughs> you know what? Too late. Uh, until then, you, he's an unknown. After that, Stevante Bosby, Cyrus Jones, Stevante Harris. There is not a lot there. And if you're the Denver Broncos, you are probably looking at the idea of drafting a corner as well as maybe looking at one in free agency. And if you're really looking at the free agent market, the cornerback uh, market is, is eh, it's all right. 
but Chris Harris Jr. is one of the better ones in there. So you are immediately downgrading. Now, Chris Harris Jr. and how much money he's going to get is certainly going to be a big factor in this. About $12 million, just slightly north of that per year. We heard about the $12 million a year offer around the trade deadline before the Denver Broncos looked at potentially trading Chris Harris Jr. Now, Chris Harris Jr., a second half that didn't really go as well as he'd like, maybe certainly factors into this. So that is a, if you were to look at, you know, potentially the most important because of, you know, what they need and who they have at that certain position, you're probably looking at Chris Harris Jr. Now, if you're looking at just the best player overall of the heap, it's obviously Justin Simmons. This is an all-pro talent, and I know he made the second team, but quite frankly, he is a first-team all-pro in my eyes. I said that in preseason. Uh, this guy is an absolute stud, played 100% of the snaps, and look, we went on earlier in the in the podcast talking about Justin Simmons. We really don't need to go even more into it because you know what? He's just the star player. He's one of the best players on this Broncos roster, quite frankly. Now, there is a thought process, too, about how you build your teams and kind of your theory and, you know, your philosophy, if you will, when it comes to building a winning roster. And I have this theory and I don't, I actually kind of don't like to bring up this theory because everybody just overreacts, but I'm going to bring it up anyways. And I'm not trying to degrade positions, but the reality is, is that there is a priority list in the NFL when it comes to what position is more valuable than others. I'm not devaluing a position, but I'm telling you that the quarterback is the most important position on the roster. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. I also think that the pass rush is more valuable than secondary. I also think the offensive line is more important than secondary and that is going to be considered if it was me when it comes to breaking the bank for Justin Simmons or Chris Harris Jr. I think Justin Simmons is the type of player that even at that philosophy I would break the bank for. This is a guy you need to bring back because what who else are you going to bring back or sign to replace him that's better than him? You're talking about one of the best safeties in the league. You're talking about a great person, smart, savvy, knowledgeable, keeps his body healthy. He's great on the field. He's great off the field. He's a great teammate. What else do you want in a safety? He is terrific in every way, shape, and form, and he should absolutely be around here in Denver for the long haul. So I think that's a guy that you want to bring back just because he's he's everything you would ever want in a safety. Now Chris Harris Jr., different story on the other half of 30 we're talking about 32 years old next year we're talking about a guy who still wants premium money we're talking about a corner who we saw and as much as we want to talk about you know scheme and miscommunication between safeties or maybe that's on him we saw father time start to catch up I think with Chris Harris Jr. And I think Chris Harris Jr. is still a bona fide player, but we also slot him as a secondary player that is a bit reliant on the pass rush. And I don't care who you are as a corner. 
if you can't get to the pass rush or if you can't get to the quarterback with a good pass rush this it doesn't matter you're not going to you're not going to be able to cover an NFL wide receiver no matter who it is for 7 10 seconds so I I fear that this is a position that the Denver Broncos need to look at massive upgrades in the offseason, not only in the potentially in the draft, but also in free agency, maybe a little bit more of a a cheaper stable option and then drafting a bona fide star at the corner position. I I think there are some good ones. Of course, course Jeff Okuda out of Ohio State is just a tremendous player. But there are going to be options elsewhere that the Denver Broncos could be looking at. I, I would love the idea of Chris Harris Jr. being retained. I just don't love it at a break-the-bank type deal. You know, this is, a, this is a deal that needs to be understood that Chris Harris Jr. and the Denver Broncos are on the same wavelength that, you know what, we want to have you back because we love you. And and this is a a, a great pairing. But you're not the player that you used to be. So we'll kick you some money, and maybe it's in the 10, 11 per year range. It's not 13, 14. And, and, and quite frankly, I'm sorry. If he can get 13, 14 in free agency, he might as well go there. Because you know what? Go get your money. Because your career is going to be over in the next five years, and I don't blame him for that. But I just don't know if Denver can be forking that kind of money over for an aging cornerback who already is kind of showing signs that, you know what? Not the all-pro, pro bowler that we used to have. But certainly Chris Harris Jr., uh, a solid player. A, a good player, better than solid. A good to great player, but starting to show some age and starting to show a little bit of father time catching up at least uh, this year as in previous years as you saw him multiple times against Kansas City. Uh, you saw him allow the touchdown against Tennessee that got called back. He actually allowed a couple touchdowns that got called back, interesting enough. I think there was one in the Minnesota game as well, too. But a uh, lot to dissect that we will continue to uh, go through with the Denver Broncos this offseason as we're just getting started with the offseason. And there is so much to discuss with the Denver Broncos. Of course, uh, I will be doing that on the Broncos Blitz podcast just about uh, each and every day. Uh, we're going to scale back the podcast a little bit, but you're going to see podcasts constantly from the Broncos Blitz. And, of course, at MyLifeSports.com, where we're covering the Denver Broncos in the off season. Of course, we'll be watching the contract situations, how they play out as the combine starts to approach with the draft. You will still hear from many of my guests who join the Broncos Blitz podcast constantly on a weekly basis so you can follow me on twitter at ronnie k radio we are all done for the broncos blitz podcast appreciate you tuning in of course you can find more info on the denver broncos at mylifesports.com it's mylifesports.com for a great resource of info on the broncos offense defense player profiles interviews discussions and more at mylifesports.com that's mylifesports.com later y'all To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit milehighsports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast.